0: Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano, LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show everyone's got a story and now it's time to hear from this week's guest Let's welcome to the show Lee Braun. His degree in business from Michigan State University and his background in the commercial construction industry have provided him the foundation to successfully grow Perspire Sauna Studio into the innovative and fast growing company it is today. Lee has been the driving force for the development and growth of the company since 2010. Welcome to the show, Lee.
1: Hi, thanks. Thanks, Vanessa. And uh, happy belated birthday too. I just caught that.
0: (laughs) Oh, thanks. Yeah. Getting up there. 42. (laughs) Woohoo! Hopefully this will be my best year yet. So Lee, I'm excited to have you here and just learn a little bit more about you and your journey and, and your business. So can you just set the stage a little bit for the audience and let us know how you came to Perspire, your background and what ultimately led you to becoming the CEO at Perspire?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I was 24 years old, I was introduced to my now business partner who was getting started in the infrared sauna space. And, you know, we both really liked the idea of infrared saunas just being a a cleaner, uh, more beneficial version of the kind of traditional wood sauna that you've been in uh, at a gym or club or something like that. And uh, we just didn't see it anywhere out in the in the world. We didn't see a space that you can go and get a 40-minute infrared sauna session in. And uh, so we created it. And so similar to how boutique fitness really made fitness more accessible and visible to others and a little bit more niche, we kind of took that same kind of model and applied it to, to infrared saunas back in 2010 and grew up from there.
0: So your background before getting to Perspire, you were in commercial construction. So I'd love to know how you bridge the gap between commercial construction and becoming the CEO of Perspire. It seems kind of highly unlikely. However, obviously there are some skills that you used in your previous position that are now helping you, you know, leading you to success at Perspire. So what did that look like for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My... (laughs) Mom has a construction management company. My dad has a construction management company. They don't work together. They're uh, they would not work together. But they and then each of their parents actually were in the construction industry. So and all three of my younger brothers are in the construction industry. So it's it's definitely the family business. And uh, you know went into that right out of college. Went to Las Vegas. Worked in uh, project management for mega casinos and resorts like Hard Rock. Fountain Blue, which was uh, one that was actually mothballed back in 2009 uh, due to the, the, the Great Recession. So I got to work on some really massive projects and, you know, a lot of great project management skills, communication skills, getting to see tangibly like things being built before your eyes really invigorating for me. That being said, construction doesn't afford a lot of soft skills, which I'm more aligned with and psychology and nuanced communication so when i met ken and when this opportunity came uh, across my desk to get into more of the health wellness space more human physiology more more of that health and wellness basically just i, I jumped at it so definitely helped been helpful in the the construction development you know we opened 11 studios last year so i'm able to help our, our team out with with some input on on construction management and process.
0: I love that because build out can often be like one of the biggest expenses. And all of a sudden people are sinking money into a build out. And before they've even churned a, a profit, they, they've just, you know, they've seen that money flying out the door. So just having that experience to lead franchisees in the business the right way, Is definitely helpful. And then obviously it takes a very strong person to kind of go against the grain of everyone in my family is doing this, but I'm gonna go. Everyone's zigging, but I'm gonna zag. I like that. (laughs) So, what were some of the challenges? Obviously, this last year has been so crazy and and challenging for everybody. What were some of the challenges of you know leading a business and and a brand during the pandemic? What were some of the challenges you faced?
1: Yeah, last year was incredibly challenging. There's A lot of silver linings to last year. But as far as the challenges go, I think just communication, there's so much new, new information happening on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And also state by state was so different. I think that was probably one of the hardest things as a brand with locations in multiple states, corralling all the information state by state and communicating and making decisions as a single brand in multiple states when last year was so fragmented. So that was top of mind, biggest challenge. Yeah
0: yeah staying on top of what states are making what decisions and and all of the regulations and you know rules were were fluctuating so i could definitely see that as a challenge so how much of your marketing efforts are really focused on educating people about the benefits of infrared sauna versus the actual brand messaging and trying to build up the brand of Perspire. The reason I asked that question is because even most recently for me, you know, a couple of years ago, I was at the helm of a of a brand that had an infrared sauna and a lot of people didn't understand the difference between an infrared sauna and a traditional sauna. So I'm just curious when when marketing to potential franchisees to members, you know, how do you Balance that kind of marketing messaging versus, you know, the brand versus the education.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think I just read, I just I just searched the other day, but Google Trends. I did a search on infrared sauna, the term infrared sauna, and uh, that has actually tripled in number of quantity of searches in the U.S. in the last five years. So to answer your question, it used to be a hundred percent marketing focus on what is infrared saunas and, you know, educating the consumer. Now we are afforded a little bit, you know, easier to market uh, the brand, what we're doing, how we are different, how, you know, what we're interested in as a company compared to just strictly getting everyone educated on what infrared sauna does for you and how it's beneficial.
0: And so has the business model always been a fringe franchise business model or did it kind of evolve from a corporately owned business model into franchise?
1: Yeah, we, have, we evolved into franchising back in 2018. Prior to that, you know, we started in 2010. We had four years of struggle figuring it out, educating our community, you know, both in operations. I'm a first-time business owner. I was 24 years old. My business partner was first-time business owner. And so we were really figuring it out, like figuring everything out, let alone a brand new type of business and a brand new industry to us. So there was there was a, quite a few years of challenge figuring it out sauna manufacturers how to how to schedule appropriately how to you know it, literally every aspect of the business had to be figured out from scratch and, and we had a real breakthrough year around 2014 through 2016 we just had you know we we fortunately we really stuck it out <laughs> those first few years because we believed that what we were doing was helping people we anecdotally heard back from so you know great testimonials and it, we were very excited we weren't deterred it just wasn't happening as fast as we wanted it to so we had this breakout year in 2014 immediately decided let's open a second location that turned into three locations in a in a year period got those three studios up and running for a solid year it's 2017 and decided you know we really can scale this this is something that works in three different markets and we want to we want to we know that this can work everywhere but we can't manage everywhere so enter franchising it's just a great way to you know leverage what you've learned over the course of you know 10 11 years and open in different markets and help help franchisees build their own businesses so we always kind of had franchising in mind but we you know really got serious about it in 2017 and executed in 2018
0: and so what do you think led to that tipping point was it just like a a culmination of things for you, or was it that like things started clicking, you made some good hires and brought people onto your team. Some of the investments were coming through, you made a good relationship with a sauna manufacturer. What would you attribute that tipping point?
1: Well, I I have to say that, you know, Katie Fetters has been my right-hand woman since 2012. And she was a huge part of our growth and success. She was able to work in the business so I could work on the business type of thing in 2013 got a new sauna manufacturer clear light we've been partnered with they might make our own custom commercial sauna units for us and they've been an excellent partner that happened in 2013 we finally got some headway with digital marketing efforts and really got savvy after a couple years of experimenting with that so yeah kind of everything fell into place at the same time i, I think that there was a you know winded our sales with just consumer sentiment and wanting this type of, of service that just was growing kind of year over year. And, you know, really through today, it just continues to grow the demand for wellness services and experiences.
0: Well, I'm really glad you didn't throw in the towel before 2014, but you made a really good point, Lee. I mean, I was just having this conversation with my kids the other day. I'm like, experience is the best teacher, like going to school, getting that, you know, pedigree, having that education. That's very important. But boy, oh boy, do we learn from our mistakes, right? Like I definitely learned so much more from my mistakes than the things I do, you know, quote unquote, right. I'm like, okay, well, I'll never make that mistake again. Right. So I think, especially in business, you know, just, I love that you guys just stuck. It out and you figured it out as you go. I think there's so many people right now that are have these great ideas, or you know, they want to step out on their own and start their own business, but they feel like they don't have all the answers. And it's so refreshing to hear, hey, you don't have to have all the answers, just get started and figure it out as you go, right? I think that's kind of like the graveyard of good ideas. Go to the people that want it to be perfect from the beginning. And then starting to franchise, I mean, what did you learn with that whole process? Because once you like nail the owner operator thing, you're like, okay, let me switch gears. I got that figured out. Let me figure out franchise sales. I would love to hear what that was like, just starting to sell franchises, going through the franchising process and all that. What, what was that like for you, Lee?
1: Yeah, we had, we had a friend at uh, a different franchise brand and Ken and I were, okay, we made the decision you know we had a meeting here in Newport Beach actually on the beach we said what are we going to do we've got something we know this can work everywhere what are we going to do we're going to franchise so we made the decision kind of famously in the in the sand right over here and talked to some of our friends in the in the franchising industry one of our one of our friends recommended we get with Sherry Christopher who who's really helped a lot of brands kind of lift off into into the franchising space so we worked together for you know she she initially said it's going to take about 12 months we sat down, we had a couple meetings. She's like, Oh, you guys, you guys have been at this a while. You have a lot of this documentation. You have a lot of this down. Let's do three months. Let's get it, let's get it lifted in in three months. And so by January, 2018, we were filed, approved and and ready to go and start selling franchises. And she assisted with that throughout 2018, uh, found our kind of our founding franchise group that we actually a lot of them looking for this exact thing that they wanted to do in their communities in Atlanta, in Austin, here in Orange County, California, where we're based. Many of the members or you know, introduced by the manufacturer, actually, by our sauna manufacturer. So it was a very organic. We didn't market. I mean, it was just people that we sent out an email saying, hey, we're franchising now. And people that uh, really already, already wanted to do this kind of jumped on board.
0: Okay. That sounds like a dream come true. So for all those challenges that you faced leading up to 2014, you were getting your good karma coming your way. And so what impact has COVID had on people's interests and franchise. Cause I feel like I keep reading these articles of like 40% of people are thinking of leaving their job. And I think that COVID really made us look at ourselves in the mirror and say, wait, am I living the life that I want to live? I know it did for me. You know, I just said, okay, I'm, you know, dedicating a lot of time in a car commuting, and that's, you know, that's I've hated that, and I've always just been in go mode. Now's the time to make the change, and I feel like a lot of people have gone through some of those shifts. So I'm just curious to hear how that's impacted the actual franchise sales or interest.
1: Yeah, we saw last year, of course, there was a lot of uncertainty, so we pretty much. Um, the pause on efforts to sell and we just supported the you know the franchisees that we had now nav- helped them navigate through those state regulations through openings through closings reopenings and we just focus on opening and developing the, the studios that we currently had committed last year we, we did open 10 locations last year throughout throughout covet but what we you know what was affected was by pausing franchise sales you know, taking t- putting that a second priority, we didn't really see that return until you know Q three, Q four. But to your point, it's just increasing. We're already like fifty percent up on on leads throughout this year, as that's just completely rebounded. We see tons of people wanting to either leave the workforce and work for themselves, or we see you know people wanting to increase their earning potential by having a perspire sauna studio to you know run. In concurrent with their job.
0: Right. One of the things that I think is so attractive is like anybody can attend an infrared sauna session right you don't have to be an athlete you don't have to be on a weight loss journey or on some specific you know protocol to be a candidate to to use an infrared sauna really there's nobody that doesn't benefit from infrared sauna except i guess somebody that's pregnant right <laughs> we wouldn't want that but <laughs> uh, maybe that's maybe that's up for grabs i don't know science is always changing um Do you ever like, aside from the actual infrared sauna session, is there anything else that people are any other service that the franchisees are offering to members?
1: We keep it very simple. So we just offer the infrared sauna. It has color light mood therapy inside. And then also recently we just developed our own perspire custom commercial unit that has a high intensity red light bar in the ceiling that you can use while uh, doing your 40-minute sauna session. And red light therapy has been proven to be just excellent for skincare. You'll see a lot of uh, beauty businesses starting to incorporate red light therapy into their offerings. And so we have this kind of built-in part of the system at all of our new locations.
0: Okay. First of all, I just love that you do this one thing and you do it really well. I think in business, there's so much, I guess, temptation to keep evolving your business model and changing your business model. And it's kind of like that shiny object syndrome where it's, oh, well, so-and-so's business is offering this, like maybe we should do that. And I love, you know, from an operator standpoint, point for for a franchisee, it's you don't have to worry about having a million different things to offer. Can you talk a little bit about why you decided to really drill down on the infrared sauna experience? And have you ever thought of adding other things to the mix? And if you decided not to, why?
1: Yeah, there's kind of a lot of reasons to, to answer that question. I guess, first, is we are fans of infrared we love how it feels it's easy to get people to come in and and do an infrared sauna session compared to some other modalities where it's a little bit challenging or you know prohibitive people some people don't like needles people don't like uh freezing cold they don't like some of these other things that even even that i do and i i like in my own personal life but it's, it's a lot easier to get people to come in for an infrared sauna session because it feels, people feel good afterwards and they get that instant gratification of feeling better. The other thing is consistency. We want to be able to do one thing, do it really well and just repeat, repeat, repeat. Consistency is such a cornerstone of business and it can be tempting to add, add different things and bolt on new services, but we've just, we've always kind of stuck with that tried and true. This is the service we're offering and it really resonates with people. The, the other thing is, I think just in general, you know, ease of use. It's really easy for a member to come in and do this infrared sauna session. There's no complication. There's no second guessing. Well, should I also be doing this while I'm here? Should I also be doing this? It just keeps it nice and simple for everybody, for the franchisee, for the brand, for the member. Yeah, we love simple.
0: Simplicity sells. And I wish more people understood that. I feel like, you know, I've been to fitness studios where it almost looks like a flea market because like they have their one thing that they started with and then they've got all this clothes on consignment and they're selling CBD and they're doing that, you know like all these drinks and like getting the protein powder. And it's wow. It's like overwhelming to the consumer. What business are you in? I thought I was coming here for a workout, but then I'm like inundated with all these things that might not even be on brand, but I can understand that it's tempting. Hey, we want to make more money for each person that comes in. Let's try to extend, you know, that, that earning potential, but at the same time, it just keeps it very simple and streamlined. And I would guess that it makes it easier to partner with other brands when you offer one specific thing, right? Because there's a, there's less conflict and friction. So do you have any strategic partnerships that, that have really helped you from a brand perspective? Do you lean into strategic partnerships for marketing and, and sales efforts? Or are you really just having people specifically, you know, go after members in a different way?
1: Yeah. Prior to COVID, that was, that was a, a big part. Community marketing was reaching out to local various boot camp, F45, Orange Theory, different, you know, fitness locations, club Pilates, cycle bar, to name a few, and uh, really doing that on the local level. And, and we really help franchisee give them a plan for how to have those conversations, what that should look like, how to table outside of, outside of those businesses, how to, to you know, give away free sessions to encourage kind of the cross promotion. Um, that was that was something very big before COVID, and we're starting to now get back into that. And I'm excited to to get back into that space, and also to be able to go try out our our neighbors' fitness workouts and and routines. So selfishly, I'm excited to get back into that as well. ClassPass has been another fitness partner of ours that we partnered with, and they've been actually doing a pretty cool thing with, you know, spotlights on different, on different businesses recently, and kind of really doubling down on their, their partnerships with fitness and wellness businesses. So we've been excited to been included in, in, in that selection. But yeah, I think that, you know, partnerships are really important. And they're, they're going to be, again, a big part of our, of our marketing effort.
0: And I think that right now, you know, with the cost of, you know, digital ads going up and with the new iOS update for Facebook ads, it's harder to acquire a customer and more costly to acquire a customer than it was previously. And I think that, you know, when you're able to work with those like minded brands that already have your ideal customer, it's, it really brings down the cost of acquisition and then you're able to kind of, support each other so i love the idea of partnerships so lee you went from you know a construction background to corporately owned businesses to franchise model what is the next iteration of perspire look like how are you growing this business
1: yeah we're we're really focused on franchising right now had a great start to the to the first half of the year 2021 and we're looking to basically double or more than double each year for the next five years. We we really believe that this can be in in all communities and and helping people with different health and you know wellness goals. So our our big commitment right now is just helping support our franchisees and and grow the brand through franchising. And it's yeah you know, having a lot of fun doing it too.
0: And how has your internal team changed over the course of the years? Did you really have to grow your team substantially to be able to support the franchisees?
1: Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're doing a pretty good job right now of headed, hiring ahead of time. We just brought on a VP of marketing, Lex, who's been you know just right away instrumental in helping us market our, our message a little bit clearer. But we've we've been adding, we've been have a bunch of support roles, people that are going to help support the franchisees in their training. In their day-to-day operations, and um, yeah, it's it's an um, excited announcement. We just uh, we actually just today signed on our our new office space that we're going to be uh, growing into. So, yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun to grow the team and and you know continually add to the to the corporate team and the culture that we have going here.
0: Congratulations on the new office space. That's very exciting. So, with all the twists and turns and ups and downs of of starting a business and being an entrepreneur, what's the accomplishment that you're most proud of at Perspire?
1: Most proud of, I, I guess, I'll throw it back to the tenacity and the sticking with it. You know, there was, I mean, there was years there was, you know, negative money, and there was, you know, just choosing to keep going forward with it rather than throwing in the towel. I think that that was in a big part of, you know, Ken, Katie and myself, our commitment that this is, this is going somewhere. And, you know, the, the numbers don't show that yet, but it just felt like this was going to be what it's now turning into today. So I'm really proud of us for, for choosing to go that path. Yeah.
0: That's a really good lesson, you know, following your gut instinct. When you know you're onto something, you just have to see it through. I think so many people quit before they see it through. They're like, I know I have a good idea, but this is kind of like a hot mess right now. I guess I'm just going to quit. And it's you quit right before you hit that tipping point, because you never know when you're going to hit that tipping point. You know, for you, it was in 2014. For other people, it might be in 2024, right? And they've got to keep swimming to get there. So thank you so much. Lee, for taking the time to share your journey with us and, and the business of Perspire. If somebody wants to connect with you or they want to find out more about Perspire, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, we've got a great website, perspiresanastudio.com. Also, our Instagram handle is perspiresanastudio and be happy to answer all questions.
0: Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media here. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.